Last time uh, I spoke, I spoke from Psalm 22. Uh, we uh, were talking about the suffering of Jesus Christ, especially his death on the cross, and the very graphic description uh, that it gives in uh, Psalm 22 of the crucifixion. The reason uh, he died on the cross was for us. He, he suffered the most for us the least. Um, like Christ, we at times may cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? We might be in a, a time uh, where we're very low and we may cry that, even ourselves. Um, bringing us um, to this next psalm, which we're going to look at tonight, which is Psalm 23. And just at the right moment, uh, we hear the words of Psalm 23. After going through the suffering that Christ went through on the cross, then we move on to Psalm 23. Um, what I would like to do is if we can turn, all turn there to Psalm 23, and if we can, we'll read it all together, everyone reading. Um, it's only six verses, so I think we should be able to stay together and, and read this psalm. Most of us know it off by heart anyway. So, beginning with verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <clears throat> so as we look at uh, this psalm, Psalm 23, uh, just breaking it down a little bit, the Lord is my shepherd, um, here is love. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, here is joy. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Here is gratitude. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Here is confidence. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here is hope. As a child of God, you can say, with faith, hope, and love, the Lord is my shepherd. You can say this uh, because by faith you are joined to Jesus Christ who said, I am the good shepherd in John 10, 11. And this is the connection between the and the shepherd. Um, he says of you, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. He says to us, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The Lord Jesus is my shepherd. We don't really know when uh, David wrote this psalm as the author, David. Um, we don't know uh, when it was written, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was written later on in his life as he reflects back um, over his life with such a vivid and uh, remembrance of his childhood when uh, he was looking after his sheep 
Um, he was possibly sitting there in the palace as, as king and uh, thinking back of uh, those times uh, when he had his own flock of sheep that he looked after. With the gentle streams and the dark land, he led his flock uh, many years before. So in this psalm, Psalm 23, please consider with me three promises that ever, every believer can rest on. Let's just open in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for this psalm, Psalm 23. And uh, what a, a special comfort it brings to many people in times of trouble and uh, hardship, Lord. And I just pray that tonight, as we look at it, Lord, we can be uh, just refreshed from your word and from this psalm. And uh, please speak to each of our hearts this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. So first of all is the promise of provision. So we see this in verses 1 through 3. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Or in other words, um, in, the, in the words of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, because I have every spiritual blessing in Jesus Christ, I have all that I need. Just reflect with me for a few moments um, on how the good shepherd provided for his flock. Uh, we're just going to think about the Israelites when they were in Egypt uh, for a few moments. He saw their suffering in Egypt and it reminded him, it, it, it made him very, uh, very sad to see them there suffering in Egypt under bondage. Um, and he remembered the covenant he had made with them. He provided a leader in Moses to take them out of Egypt. And we see uh, this in Exodus chapter 17. Um, immediately after the Exodus from Egypt, though, what did the Israelites do? They pretty much uh, forgot uh, that he had taken them out. They, they'd forgotten what suffering back there in Egypt. Um, they forgot uh, that their shepherd could provide for their needs. Straight away, I'm, I, I should have looked at uh, a bit closer. It was, it was not even days, I don't think. It was only a few days out and they didn't have any water to drink and they're like, we want to go back to Egypt. We had everything there. We had, they remembered all the leeks and the garlics and, and all those good things uh, th that were in Egypt, but they had forgotten about the bondage and the work that they had to do, which had actually gotten harder because um, the uh, Pharaoh had seen their work and, and said, oh, he wasn't happy with them at one stage, and so he made it harder. He made them go and get their own hay. He had provided the hay for them to make their bricks and, and put in the, the mud in, the, in their bricks, but then he made them go and get their own straw to make the bricks. They had forgotten about that so soon after God had delivered them out of Egypt. So they were complaining about the water. Uh, going on from that, uh, the good sh shepherd told Moses to throw a tree into the water and make sweet water, uh, make the bitter water sweet. And he provided for them in this way. They came to a place where their sh shepherd provided wells of water and 70 palm trees. They were out in the hot sun in the middle of the desert. And he provided once again water and some sort of shelter for them 
uh, in between the, them and the sun, uh, just with these, these palm trees. So they were given water to drink. Um, we also remember how they were given the manna from heaven in the form of sustenance for them. And they even started complaining about that. That, that got old to them very quickly. God provided for their needs uh, with quails. Um, after that, he gave them manna to eat and quail to eat. But they just constantly complained. The Lord was their shepherd through this time. Uh, they had no reason to want anything more. He was providing for their needs. But they conti continued to complain not remembering what their shepherd had provided for them before. They said, at least in Egypt we had meat and bread and to eat, so why shouldn't we go back? The Lord uh, even provided so much for them on uh, the sixth day that they didn't have to gather on the seventh. He gave them that extra amount and said, this will provide you so you don't have to go out and gather on that seventh day, which was uh, their Sabbath day, a day of rest. After Moses died, Joshua took the leadership and uh, he provided another leader for them to take them into Canaan. Remember, Moses was disqualified from going in, so Joshua took over. He provided the land flowing with milk and honey. Um, this is what his covenant was with them from way back at Abraham. Uh, he had promised Abraham uh, this uh, por uh, portion of land and it was at this point many years later when this great host of people, the Israelites, were uh, going uh, towards this. It took them a long time to get there as we know, but Joshua led them in. The Lord is my shepherd. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Once they were in the land, he provided animals. And, and that's a very interesting thing as well. Remember, even way back when they came out of Egypt, uh, the Egyptians were at the point of just utter frustration. And they said, take this, take that. They gave them animals and they... They gave them gold and all sorts of things and said, get out of here. And, uh, and then sent them away. Yes, they did chase them down because they realized that was really silly. What were they thinking? Um, once all the Israelites were gone. But God provided for them in that way, even from their enemies. In the, the, uh, the Egyptians uh, provided for them through uh, God's guidance, of course. So they were uh, given... Uh, animals, uh, God provided rain, God provided uh, streams to irrigate the land um, and harvest. And I know many of you probably haven't been to Israel. It's a very dry place. It really is uh, quite desert. It's just desert. But God's people, under his hand, he provides for them and they're able to make desert sand blossom um, like you wouldn't believe. And... Um, it's something I've always uh, find quite uh, intriguing is that Jewish people are always, they always seem to be able to make something out of nothing. And um, they're always, most times, successful. And look, 
they are God's people. They are God's chosen people, even though in today and for many years they have been in rebellion and rejected. They rejected the Christ, um, but God still provides for them. The Lord is my shepherd. He restores my soul. What a shepherd that God was for those ancient people. And do you know what? He's our shepherd as well. If we're a believer, the Lord is our shepherd. We can cling to this promise. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Take notes from the Israelites and learn from their mistakes and not copy their mistakes. Uh, when we sort of maybe we get to a point and we think, oh, I wish I had that. It was better back then. It was, you know, why? We're so blessed. We have so much, especially in this country in which we live here in Australia. We are so blessed. Looking at other countries and what they have. Um, I was sitting down tonight just sort of going through this. The news was run and there's fires, there's cyclones and hurricanes, all things going around in other places of the world. And at the moment, at least up here in this part of the country, uh, we are blessed. There may be a time when, yes, we, we go through a time of suffering. We may have bushfires, we may have floods, we may have uh, storms that come through. But in those times, even in those bad times, we should be reminded that the Lord is our shepherd and we have no reason to want and he will uh, provide a way for us and get us through those difficult times. So if he provided for so many of his children uh, for so many hundreds and thousands of years, do you not think that he can provide for us? Think about that. As your loving shepherd, he provides for you each and every day. Look at what he has already done for us. What was, what was the, the biggest thing that he has done for us? Come on. Salvation. He's given us salvation, hasn't he? And what a blessed uh, thing that is, uh, that he provided a way for us uh, to be able to one day go and live with him in heaven. The Lord Jesus is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord Jesus is my shepherd. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. The Lord Jesus is my shepherd. He leadeth me beside the still waters. The Lord Jesus is my shepherd. He restoreth my soul. The Lord Jesus is my shepherd. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. <clears throat> so secondly, um, the promise of his protection. And we see this in verse 4. Psalm 23, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So just a question to think about. How come every time there is a petting zoo, they tend to have sheep? Because sheep are pretty timid and shy animals. They're not like a lion. You wouldn't have a lion at a zoo, I wouldn't think, unless you highly drugged him up so he's lying there practically asleep or nearly dead but you have there's, there's always always a sheep or, or some sort of like a, a bunny rabbit or something but there's always a sheep there uh, because the sheep is timid and and quite weak and and if they get frightened they just 
they stand even stiller. And uh, you're able to pet them and be able to have that experience. So they are perfect for uh, when there's children around um, because uh, they don't get frightened and they, they don't bite. We are no different as Jesus' sheep. We live in a world that is full of ravenous wolves. And as Jesus' sheep, we often have a tendency to get scared spiritually and uh, just get really quiet and not say anything because um, it just seems like these wolves are a lot stronger than what we are. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So during those times when we may have a tendency to be uh, timid and shy, we don't have to because we know that our good shepherd is there with us even in the deepest and darkest valley. What biblical story illustrates the shepherd's protection of his sheep more than any other? And we've spoken already about uh, the Israelites going uh, through the wilderness and that is, it's just an amazing story that uh, illustrates it so well. The shepherd's protection of his sheep. The great shepherd protected his flock like no other in history. He brought his sheep out of Egypt and into the wilderness to save them. But Pharaoh hardened his heart and commanded his armies to pursue them. Well, would the Lord protect his flock? Did he take them out there in the wilderness uh, just to have them slaughtered by the Egyptians? He had, the, had he led them out to die in the wilderness as they were accusing him of? There they were in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death. And there he protected him. With his staff, he led the sheep through the Red Sea on the dry ground. And with his rod, he stood between Pharaoh's army and the Israelites until his sheep had crossed safely to the other side. And then the rod went down and the waters closed in upon Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea, annihilating all of them. What a mighty shepherd Israel had in those days. What a mighty shepherd we have. In the valley of shadow of death, we have no reason to fear. It comes in many shapes and sizes. Some people, maybe they're afraid of their deathbed. Maybe some people are afraid that they are going to lose someone very dear to them, a loved one maybe. Many times this psalm is used uh, for funerals um, and it is, it's, it's very common and probably one of the most quoted and known passages of the Bible, um, maybe next to John 3.16, Psalm 23 is probably uh, very close uh, in second. Uh, so it is, it, it's quite a comforting psalm as you read through it. So we have no reason to fear. The Lord is my shepherd. Shepherd, Even though I or someone else I love walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we have no reason to fear. No reason to fear evil for he is with us. Another fear may be even the temptation of 
uh, when we walk out of this place. In here in church, we are quite safe as far as we come to worship the Lord. We uh, learn from his word. We sing uh, praises to his name. We have fellowship with other believers. But when we walk out of here, out of the, the protection, I guess, that we have uh, in numbers, in, we walk out into a world where uh, it, it's far from comfortable um, and it's far from um, protection uh, in that sense um, because there's so many temptations to sin. There's so many uh, ways that the devil tries to get us snared. And, uh, but we have no reason to fear because if we remember and remind ourselves constantly from this psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. And whether I'm going through the deepest, darkest valley, uh, whether I'm facing some sort of temptation, we can say no. We, we, we know that the Lord, as our shepherd, will help us. The Lord is my shepherd, for thou art with me. We can cry out for his help against the devil uh, and against any temptation that may arise. The Lord is my shepherd. Thy rod comforts me. The rod comforts me. That doesn't make sense, does it? We think of a rod. Some of us have, some of us have children. Some children are naughty. All children are naughty. And all children need that, that little bit of a, a reminder sometimes. Um, the rod. And um, how can a rod comfort? Now, we always tell our children, now, the reason I'm doing this is because I love you, and your children go, mm, you don't love me. The Lord does the same to us as believers. The rod is a good thing. It comforts me. David pointed this out for us. The rod comforts me because it keeps us on the right track um, as sheep, wandering down a mountain path and they might think oh there's a little bit of grass down there it's it's only this much grass but it's way down there off a cliff's face and they think oh, i'll go down there and grab that one little piece of, of grass the shepherd goes no you you stay back in you stay up here we're, we're going to go to a nice little um, patch of grass which is down near the water and you can have a drink and have a have a nice little eat the rod is a good thing even though it doesn't sound appealing at all, the rod is a good thing. It comforts us. And also the staff as well. Receive the comfort of your shepherd's protection today because note, while we are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, that we can say, I fear no evil. It is then and only then that we know he is with us. It is when we are assaulted that we say, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The Lord is my shepherd. And thirdly, uh, is the promised presence. The promise of his presence. As we just saw in verse 4, for thou art with me. And now in verses 5 and 6, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
Here is the beautiful thing about our good shepherd's presence. Even though David had times when he, he was uh, going through a temptation when he uh, sinned with Bathsheba, uh, he killed her husband Uriah, um, and even though the nation of Israel committed spiritual adultery uh, with the false gods of the pagans, and even though we take for granted the grace of God and continue to bring him sorrow, the Lord promises to be with us. He was with the Israelites the whole time. He was with David the whole time. He is with us the whole time. The presence of the Lord is with us amidst all our foes. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Even when we are, it seems like it is totally hopeless, he is there with us. He prepares a table. He, he provides for us. The presence of the Lord blesses us. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. The presence of the Lord is with us now. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The presence of the Lord will be with us forever and ever. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. In John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. All these benefits of having the Lord as our shepherd and we being his sheep are found in and because of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is my shepherd because for me he became the sacrificial sheep. The Lord is my shepherd because he lived a life in want so that I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd because he was tempted in the wilderness so that I might lie down in green pastures. The Lord is my shepherd because he thirsted so that I might be led by still waters. The Lord is my shepherd because he was tormented in his soul on the cross that I might be restored. The Lord is my shepherd because he lived righteously so that I might be led in paths of righteousness. The Lord is my shepherd because he walked through the valley of the shadow of death that I might fear no evil because he is with me. The Lord is my shepherd and he now prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies, which is a foretaste of dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen. Dear Lord, I just thank you for uh, your word. Thank you for this time that we've been able to look just just briefly at uh, this psalm. There is so much more here, but uh, for the sake of our uh, service this evening and the, uh, the length that we have, Lord, I just uh, thank you for the promises that are in your word. The way you provide for us, Lord, uh, is so amazing and we oftentimes fail to thank you for your provision and your protection. Lord, I just pray that you would uh, constantly remind us of this, uh, Lord, and, and please help us to uh, thank you for it. We thank you now and pray that we would uh, remember this uh, throughout the rest of this week, Lord. Uh, as we go from this place, Lord, I pray that uh, you would protect us from the evil one, help us to have opportunity to 
share your word, share the gospel with those around us, whether it be at work tomorrow, uh, whether it be uh, at school, uh, when everyone goes back to school, Lord, or uh, just in our day-to-day interactions with uh, the unsaved, Lord, please help us to be a shining light and a testimony to them. In Jesus' name, amen.